welcome to Estradial Illusions. We have a uh, another filmmaker from the uh, shorts program and one who's been uh, on, on Sundance, featured in Sundance uh, many times and who has crafted really one of the most unique and uh, exciting, both just short films or, or really just kind of any any film. It, it, it's one of those things that just sort of makes you uh, uh, think a lot about the power of film as a medium and the ways in which uh, so many individual artists can really just make a completely unique mark on it. It's, it's, it's really an incredible film. It's called The, the Fourfold, and we have uh, with us from Germany, we've gotten uh, to do a lot of uh, great interviews all across the world for the Sundance, but we have uh, Elise Tellengut uh, here to talk about her film. Uh, Elise, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, hi, Jan. Thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, really happy to be here. So, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a Canadian artist of Mongolian origin, and I moved from Montreal to Berlin about, like, one year ago. Yeah. So um the fourfold is is uh is a, you 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 paint each uh, uh frame and it's a it's a stop motion film which i imagine is a very uh labor intensive time consuming process. Can you talk a little bit about your your artistic uh process for making uh your films? Yeah, sure. Um i would say it's more like under camera animation but mixed with some stop motion elements with the plants and some objects. So the under camera animation uh when i was a student Long, not that long, but I, about 10 years ago, I, I watched the films by an artist called William Cantridge. He's a South African artist. He makes animation and prints. He also works in theater. So I was very inspired by what he did. He just does this huge format animation on huge like charcoal on paper drawing. And uh, it's like always painted, always drawn over and over on the same piece of paper. So you could see the traces leaving behind so I, I, I was already inspired by this technique, but instead I used many colors. At the beginning, it wasn't working. I did many tests, and <laughs> many exercises, and finally I tried different materials and it worked. So that was kind of the, how it became like that. Yeah. It's really, uh, I, I, in, in pre preparing for the interview, I looked a lot at your uh, your website and your Instagram, which shows so many really great pictures. I, I recommend uh, I'll put them in the audio. I mean, I'll put them in the episode description for listeners. I highly recommend while you're listening to this interview to check out Elise's uh, Instagram and whatnot, to, just to get an idea of, of how much work is, is going into this and the, the camera angles and all sorts of stuff and the, the paintings there's there's so beautiful and the thing that really struck me about the fourfold is how much is is going on at, at really each moment it's seven minutes that really you kind of like uh when when you're sitting when you're sitting to watch the film it's like you gotta strap in and uh be really just uh tuned into everything that's going on it's, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a roller coaster ride of sorts almost oh thank you <laughs> Mm, yeah, I mean this this kind of workflow has uh, has lots of space of improvisation. So at the beginning, before I started animating, I always had the storyboard, but it's always simple. And I had an animatic, like a general plan. And then as soon as I started anim animating, there's always something changes. And uh, this kind of under camera workflow is kind of straight ahead, because you can always go back and correct the previous frame because there's this fo forward momentum. Because if you make a mistake, you have to redo the whole 
seen kind of. <laughs> but my work is like everything was painted on one piece of paper. So basically, if I yeah, just basically can't go back and redo the whole thing. So I keep going, and then if there's a mistake, it's kind of part of the film as well. Is that you know, as an artist, like I can only I have absolutely no artistic talent in terms of like drawing, but when I'm writing and you know you go back and you do. Uh, revisions a lot but then like with that in mind there's also the sense that uh you 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 can't really i mean um you know you're never really totally satisfied like if i go and look back at things i wrote five years ago i'm always pointing at things and saying like i can't i can't uh you know i'd fix that if i could but it's published and that's kind of uh what what, what you're left with but for you you know that kind of process in in real time uh is, is it is it kind of stressful or is it kind of exhilarating the fact that yeah if you make a mistake, it, it is part of the film, and it's a beautiful film. And I, you know, for I think for the, from an audience perspective, at least from my perspective, it's not really something I could pick up on. I was just kind of in awe and wonder about all all of it. Um. Yeah. Definitely. I I think there's some like experimental aspect, not not just improvisation. Uh, yeah, there is a space for improvisation, but at the same time, because you are kind of taking a risk, sometimes you don't know exactly how it's gonna look like. I mean, you know it how it's gonna go but at the same time sometimes you just do the transition and then yeah you you can yeah there are lots of experimentation i think so um the the sort of the general gist of of the fourfold is it's 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 kind of like a an exploration of uh sort of a, a, a spiritual uh, uh almost like a ritual and it's kind of deep uh deep deeply rooted in in mongolian tradition can you just talk a little bit about your your inspiration for this film in particular yeah sure so um i so this film uh, is based on some animistic beliefs and shamanic rituals from mongolia and siberia and i interviewed my grandmother so my inspiration is that I've seen and I heard about all these rituals as a kid when I was young. And then later when I grew up, I learned that all of these were called animism. And then this term was from um, um, anthropology, obviously from a British anthropologist from the 19th century. So basically he was saying that he used this term to describe that Western Europeans have advanced to the highest stage of science, while the rest of the people were still primitive, primitive and animistic. But then later, this term was uh, shunned in within ethnology because it's it's of colonialist ascription. And um, uh, but then in in the past twenty years, there's this worldwide movement by indigenous populations. So animistic become like self descriptions by indigenous peoples to uh, protect natural resources for land rights and environmental ethics. So basically animism is kind of the idea that uh, like cosmos, stone and trees and nature, they are considered as a person. So in this way, people respect nature. Yeah, so that, uh, and then it's so relevant to our contemporary moment with the climate change and etc. yeah. Yeah, I, hearing you talk about that, the, the it's such a nice like kind of intersection between you know your 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 storytelling is is very rooted in uh cultural traditions that that go back uh hundreds maybe thousands of years some uh you know a long time like uh there's a lot of history there and yet at the same time you are really a pioneer of of this this art form you're creating art that that 
it feels so like new and fresh and it's rooted in tradition i think that kind of contrast is so refreshing and and it's uh it's it's really just you know it's one of those things where you're just watching it and uh, i'm just it's it's so moving and incredible to see unfold oh thank you (laughs) and um you know it's 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 also uh with um with some of the sub uh, with the subtitles you want to like read what's going on and then there's all the all sorts of you don't want to miss any of the art and it's like as somebody I'm I'm not really a spiritual person and yet I I, I felt kind of instantly very kind of connected with with the storytelling that you were trying to say I know nothing of of the history and the 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 region that you're describing and yet I, I felt like there was a connection there. Oh, thank you. Actually, there's something very interesting happened. Is that after I sh- started sending the films to festival and showing at different places, I got feedback from many different countries. They said we have similar traditions or we have similar mythologies, and then they're all from very very different places, like from Brazil and another place, and from Finland. And they have yeah, I just think that yeah, people have things in common. <laughs> since a long time ago yeah it's uh especially the um you describe a lot the the uh uvo the the kind of the altar and the prayer it's, it's like something that you can find in uh I, I grew up catholic the the sort of the the spiritualness and the uh, connectivity of uh you know the altar and the the i mean i i feel like a lot of religion is is sort of rooted in a, a, a reverence for the earth and and the traditions and the the, the sense that uh, we we as a culture need to uh, both take care of the environment and and really kind of operate on almost like a same same wavelength in a, in some ways. Yeah, um, but at the same time, I feel like many indigenous people worship nature, but maybe it's not really a religion. It's just that uh, it's I guess it's just by anthropologists or um, ethno uh, ethnographer they would call it religions or yeah, it's from a maybe it's like a Western point of view. How all all of this are called animism started from the nineteenth century. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a really great point. Uh, I I hadn't thought about that, and that's something. Um, you know, your 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 short film's kind of one of the rare ones too, where I I we're we're, we're talking about it. I've seen it a few times. I kind of like uh, it, it. It's almost it's kind of intimidating for me as an interviewer because I feel like it's something that is kind of meant to be uh absorbed and and maybe not necessarily understood in 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 such a a full sense of trying to figure it out because you know one of the beauties of a lot of films is when you uh when you go back and you return to them uh later on you find that uh your perspective has changed or you see something you hadn't necessarily uh recognized and you've done a lot of films in this space do you ever find yourself kind of going back to your your work and and finding new new areas that you were exploring that you think about differently oh yeah thank you so um i think my ethnocultural background is like one of my biggest inspiration like for example stories and traditions that i heard from my grandparents um they used to live as nomads on the mongolian grassland so it's like a contrast to what we know as the modernity, like city life and technology, what they used to have as, as I mean, in their childhood. But there are lots of wisdom, what they told me, I think, like how humans relate to nature and other wisdoms. Yeah. There's a, a, a the, the parts of the film that also were really uh, um, inspiring to me. You had, when, when you introduced the trees and then also, uh, 
it could be described, uh, I, I guess, as like the the water, and it, it looks almost like there's kind of like an iceberg going by. I I got to imagine that's going to be pretty challenging to uh, craft as an artist. Oh yeah, I mean that's kind of go back to your previous question to the imp- like the improvisation we want what we talked about earlier. So the iceberg that part was like I really wanted to animate iceberg like by painting, but I but then I realized it, it's gonna take a long time. <laughs> so uh, I was doing the res I was making the film at the residency in Toronto, Toronto Animated Image Society. So I was their artist in residence in twenty nineteen when I was trying to finish the film. And I was thinking, how am I going to animate eyes or iceberg, but really fast? <laughs> so I used real eyes. Yeah. That was real. Uh, you know, I, I I thought it might be. I wasn't sure. You know, artists are, are pretty good at making things look <laughs> like the real thing. Wow. And and that's got to totally enhance the sense of um, urgency, too, because, you know, ice melts and then, you know, that's not exactly the greatest thing to get all over a painting. You you got to, you know, do everything over again if you mess up a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So I have to work really fast. And then the ice was, and it was in the summer and then the ice was melting. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Even in, um, did you make this film? You, you've done residencies in Canada. You're in Germany now. Um, that, that must be, and that, that's also just kind of impressive that you're able to kind of create from all of these films. Cause it looks like when I, when I've seen pictures of your spaces, they look very kind of lived in, like you're very in your element and you've got all, all of your different, uh, paintings and stuff, uh, art materials and your camera and angle. That's, that's very, uh, it's so impressive that you're able to kind of do this from so many different spaces. Uh, yeah, actually, it's a good point. I, I did the film throughout three artists' residency. The first one is Cinematheque Quebecoise. I developed the project. That was like really early stage. After that, I really started animating at Main Film. It's like an artist run center in Montreal. And I worked over. I worked in their dark room. It's, main, it's mainly for developing film stock, but it's a perfect room for me and nobody was there. So I worked there for many months, and then uh, and then I had to move to Toronto to finish the film in at Toronto Animated Image Society, and uh, I finished over there. Yeah. Wow, that's that's just so impressive. It's uh, you seem like very adaptable to be able to to go on the go and make uh make do work your craft in all of those different spots. <laughs> and there are not many artists residency for any uh, for animation specifically there are maybe just a couple in the world so i went to two in canada i'm really happy <laughs> and um as, as it relates to i know this the films played at a, a a few festivals worldwide um this is this is not your first sundance I don't, it's not your second I, you've done a few sundance uh is that correct Oh, actually, it's my second Sundance film. Um, my first one was in 2017. I had another film called Nutuk Homeland. And uh, that one was about the deportations of the forced deportations of minorities and ethnic minorities during World War II in the Soviet Union. And a lot of them died before they were allowed to return home. So I th- that film was based on interviews. But then at the end, I removed all the interviews. <laughs> Wow, um, it it it's it's very. Um, we we've talked with some other uh, filmmakers for uh, this this. I mean, it, this is a this is a very unique Sundance uh, in terms of the fact that uh, none of uh, very few of us are actually in Park City, 
and um, we're all kind of spread out. And uh, your film in particular is kind of one of those, when you think of film, the power of film as like a communal activity, you sit in a theater with other people and, you know, you have your reaction, but you can also kind of tell uh, the reactions of other people. And now uh, with, with, with the pandemic and COVID, uh, you know, we've all been kind of forced to, to watch from our own, our own homes and, uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of when I think about your film as, as something like uh, it, 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 it feels like one of those films that you really want to appreciate with other people, like sort of look around and say, you know, wasn't that great? Oh, thank you. Yeah, actually, <laughs> yeah, I missed uh, the previous edition that was in 2017. It was in person. It was really difficult to watch a film because the tickets were sold out. And <laughs> Uh, but, <laughs> but there were so many other activities and talks and events. There were constantly something happening and everybody was so passionate. You could see them like so excited and passionate about what they do. And right now, I'm, yeah, today I just received uh, the Sundance package, the director's big box with the catalog and stuff. And <laughs> I, I'm just going to experience the festival by myself this time. Yeah, it's... Oh, it's um. Well, I mean, you probably have a lot of uh, experience traveling to to different festivals. You've got a really uh, impressive uh, resume of 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 all the of all the uh, festivals you've gone to. And you know, when 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 you think about your your work, is is there aren't a ton of uh, people who do the kind of uh, animation that you do, and it is something that you know tends to draw out the the people who are most passionate about film and really want to be on the cutting edge and see something that's really new and exciting. And it, it's it's something that the, the the festival circuit serves so well, and I, I just think like in this time to uh, be without that kind of sense of community is definitely got to be tough. Yeah, I can imagine. So and also um, right now, but uh, one good thing is that right now because everything's online and uh, the interviews and <laughs> Q and A are much easier, and then you could see um, the festival programmers, and yeah. So I guess in that aspect, it's it will be easier. But I definitely miss real person. Yeah. I mean, yeah. experience. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you bring up a good point because, um, like, when I was covering it, I was mostly doing it as a critic and uh, uh, podcast audio uh, on the go when you're in, like, a place as crowded as Park City. It's really not a good environment to, to sit down and record. So in that regard, we've been able to host uh, way more filmmakers during the festival than we were able to do last year uh so that's kind of a, a a silver lining and um i also wanted to ask as we as we start to wrap up uh what, what's next for you on the horizon oh yeah <laughs> so it's another project that i'm supposed to travel to siberia so it's about this indigenous people called buryat they live around the the lake baikal baikal lake is the largest freshwater lake in the world it's drinkable and uh, so it's about their um, animistic traditions and how they relate to the lake and the environment. I, w- I was supposed to go there to do some interview and like field research, but uh, no, I can't go. <laughs> and I started the animation without the interview and I might do it online. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds uh, that sounds about where a lot of people are at with the the pandemic not being sure. Um, last question is is it kind of accurate to to describe your film as as sort of a a visual poem? I I kind of like it evokes those kind of as somebody's been in the poetry space, it kind of evokes a lot of the same reactions. Um, I think that yeah, I would say my previous film film was more in that yeah, you could coin that term for the previous work, but I, the new one, I would say it's more. 
animated documentary because it was the first time I used mm. voice. It was it was the first time because before I had the problem with languages in my film. So, but this time I had to put subtitles, and yeah, that's you know that's I'm I'm glad I asked that as as we as we wrap up because that's really a, a fascinating perspective and it, it's it's really been. Uh, as I as I was just saying, like uh, it's been a treat to be able to talk to so many uh, filmmakers who are creating just such unique and fascinating work. And Elise, this the fourfold is such a marvelous film. I highly recommend people check it out. It, it it's one of those films that really it, it stuck with me since I've watched it. Uh, I probably won't be able to stop thinking about it for for a while. And uh, th- those are really uh, as a critic, that's a, about as good a testament to a film as I probably give it's uh you know our, our art is art is here to make people feel and you're certainly uh, uh really spectacular at that oh thank you so much thank you for this opportunity and uh i highly recommend everybody check out the fourfold i have included a lot of Lisey's uh materials the uh, website instagram in the episode description check it out it's it's really it's marvelous and uh i'm, I'm just really uh i'm in, i'm in awe and uh Thank you so much for coming on. And to all our listeners, thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next time.